Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tech with Kenny Estes and Kyla Krem. Today, we're hanging with Zook, the Community Manager at Origami. We're talking DAOs, what is hard, what can be automated, and what technology really sets us apart from a more traditional business. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. Welcome, one and all. Hopefully, you had good chats. Uh, if you have good ears, you'll notice I don't sound 100% because I'm not feeling 100%. So thanks in advance for my fogginess. If this is your first time here, we'll hear what you can expect. Diffuse Tap is a weekly event. Um, this is 146th time we've done it. We're going to do a 15-minute or so fireside chat with Zook. And then we're going to do two more rounds of breakout rooms, kind of similar to what you just experienced. Um, because this is largely a networking event, it's a chance for you to meet other alternative investors from all over in small groups of four or five or six. But we do want you to learn a little bit, which is why we have people like Zuki in to tell us about what's going on. If you like the networking portion of this, March 15, aka today, uh, in Chicago, there is an in-person version hosted by Adam. If you're interested in grabbing a drink and meeting a bunch of interesting folks, definitely join up. What is Diffuse? Diffuse is a fun platform. Our primary focus right now is our index fund, Diffuse Digital 30. Uh, we are actually just at the finish line with our listing process. So that'll be publicly traded here before, hopefully, too terribly long. We're very excited because it was quite a long process to get here, but here we are, right at the finish line. So that's enough about us. So, Zook, want to unmute yourself and tell the good folks a little about your background? and what you're up to over at Origami. Sure. Uh, well, hello, everyone. I'm Zug. Uh, I am, I'm from Brazil. I'm what I would call a DAO freak. I'm really into decentralization. Uh, I really, really like the idea of being able uh, to organize humans, to coordinate humans and for humans to coordinate themselves in a decentralized way to do whatever they like, to find uh, the best way to use their resources, to find the best way to choose who is going to manage the resources uh, in a way that's like uh, fluid and quick to, to uh, well, a, a fast way and human way to do this. Uh, I work in Origami. Uh, we are uh, a DAO launcher, let's say, uh, for what you're calling enterprise-level DAOs. Uh, we have this vision that DAOs are unable to scale right now uh, because they're too based on Web3 knowledge where every single one of your users has to be a big crypto understander. And we do not think that this type of organization should have this limitation. So we're uh, helping uh big big groups both from web3 or from outside web3 uh to build their structures for their communities in a way that's easier to use where everything can be accessed by all the users uh no matter what's the level of being web3 native or not uh in origami i do the part of supporting uh those DAOs, uh not in the technical part but in the uh, let's say the DAO culture part, like creating the strategy on how uh, they're going to operate governance, what's going to be the tokenomics in there, uh, the relationship between tokenomics and governance, uh, and the strategies for post-launch to keep that engagement uh, happening. Uh, one of the 
creating a DAO is something super easy. Making it work long-term is the challenge. So people will just get disinterested and go away and stop showing. Uh, so understanding how you make uh, something that actually uh, incentivizes uh, people to be coming back actually creates value for members who are active uh, and also makes this uh, voting uh, overload uh, smaller because when you have to, if you have to vote everything your DAO is going to die uh, you're not going to make a DAO where you vote every single thing and it's going to survive long term that's not happening uh, so creating strategies around that understanding what needs voting what doesn't what can be delegated and how uh, this delegation and engagement can run uh, for for different cases as like uh, VC investment DAO, like VC3 from Kaufman Fellows that we launched, that we launched, or Legends DAO that's buying a golf uh, court. Like those DAOs are definitely going to have different ways to work there uh, on engagement or incentives. So thinking for each one of those, how are we doing this? Awesome. I, I might jump in right there with a bunch of questions for you. Um, should we, it would be great to break it down a little bit. What are the kinds of interactions inside a DAO that need to be orchestrated? You mentioned voting and a few others. Could you break it down in more detail? What are the kinds of operations inside a DAO that you kind of try to optimize or um, or, or automate? Well, it will depend on the structure that the DAO is using. Uh, if, I, if we're looking at the most basic level here, uh, let's say a DAO that's running a very simple structure that uses snapshot for voting with tokens and they use a multi-sig to execute the, whatever is chosen. Uh, I would put that uh, independent, like no matter what they're doing, no matter what this DAO is, it's voting and execution. Uh, I think those would be the two uh, that would not uh, be... Uh, reasonable to to not have a focus if you're doing a basic structure. Uh, you can get off of execution if you're having a on-chain governance where you will vote and execution will, uh, will the transactions to be executed will be executed once they're voted and that's it. Uh, most DAOs do not use on-chain. Uh, most DAOs still use multi-sigs to manage whatever they need. Uh, which is not like really, really bad, but it's not ideal. Uh, but so for most DAOs, execution is always is also a, a second point of attention here. Uh, thinking of automation, uh, then uh, on chain, then is one of the tools that we've been using. I've been recommending for all clients lately when they're using multisigs. That just makes it a life a little bit easier on that sense. It's just a tool for integrating Discord and multi-sig execution uh, to make things clearer for the community. But apart from voting and execution, I think every single DAO can like be different enough from one another uh, to not, uh, to a point where I would not be able to say, okay, this is essential for each one of those. Uh, of course, incentives and engagement uh, are core but they're not actions in themselves. There's something that you want to uh, you want to have them existing in anything you do. If the if the DAO is like uh, not only voting and executing, the DAO is also making uh, community 
a place where you want to be in there and chat. They they they, they decide that their community uh, would benefit from everyone being friendly and talking. It's not a super one focused DAO. It's a very community social DAO. Uh, in that sense, the, the the communication, the socialization in there should also be incentivized. But that that will depend on DAO to DAO. Uh, yeah. So one criticism that gets thrown in DAOs a lot is, is this actually a new business model? Because um, you're talking about how the community is voting on things, but at the end of the day, it's not automated on the execution. It's a multi-sig wallet. So it's still, is it actually fundamentally different than shareholders voting on something than management executing it? Or how do you see DAOs really distinguishing itself from more traditional businesses? I think the first thing that... I- for me, comes in, in on my mind when we're talking about differences here is the capacity to engage your audience, your public, your consumers, your clients, whatever it is. Like actually being able to bring them in as part of of the business uh, can can have like a good a good impact or engagement on uh, what's the term I want to use for this? That's that's about loyalty, right? We're we're talking about digital business mostly. I, I do not see DAO uh, so far as very viable for anything in real life physical. There are some tests here and there. They're interesting, but they're still way behind the digital ones. Uh, and when we're talking digital, you're talking about products everywhere. And you're going to have new, uh, new business that do the same thing you do two weeks after you launch because, well, you started a new channel. You're super creative, thought of something new, nice. Now everybody knows that this is interesting. Now you're going to have five competitors in two months. Uh, having uh, a good reason for for your users to stay in there uh, while you improve instead of, oh, those guys actually got a bigger funding and were able to make something better. Uh, I think this part of uh, keeping uh, keeping your clients with you and give them power. Actually, give giving them like ownership and space to build uh, to choose uh, the way things are going. Uh, isn't it's it's one of the uh, differences that makes me like DAOs. Uh, one other thing that we see constantly as we're launching new DAOs is the the fact that you can have more people acting in there, like. Uh, as we're talking uh, about a DAO that's about to launch that has uh, a lot of stuff to do, depending on the model you want to launch. When we're launching Origami, there are some models that DAO can use, and some of them will have more or less legal work uh, to do. Uh, once you start a DAO and you have more people to share uh, the tasks and get rewarded for those tasks, uh, you just speed up things up a lot. So let's say you're three founders. That's a lot of work to do for three people. Uh, and now you're a community of 120 people who all want to have more voting power, more tokens, and can take those tasks. The decentralization is not only of choice here, right? You can always also have like tasks that are easier to distribute. You can have more people engaged in execution, and that also helps. Uh, can you speak up to the limitation of smart contracts enforcing DAO actions? Mm. Yes, let me try to comprehend this better one second. Uh, there are things that like 
will not, if I understand your question right, uh, there are uh, off-chain activities. There are things that are going to be un impossible to execute by a smart contract. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if there is a right answer for how DAOs should limit themselves around this. Uh, one thing I've seen and I liked a lot uh, in, in DAOs I've been part of is if it's not on chain, uh, we're not voting it. If it's not a transaction, we're not approving it. It's, is it off chain? If you want to do it, you go and do it. Uh, you need the transaction to move money for another account uh, to do something in real life. That's a transaction, moving the money. Uh, how that money is going to be used can be approved together with that transaction. But as we get into in real life events, it's trust, right? You're, we're away from the on-chain trustless space. You just have to trust whoever is executing uh, the off-chain in real life uh, actions. I don't know if I answer you, if I got the question right. I think you did touch on a few bits there. Um, another question for you. There was been a lot of talking about um, VC DAOs in particular. I think, what was it, six, nine months ago, that was all the rage. Um, what have you seen develop in that space? Have you seen that VC DAOs do indeed work quite well? Or has your take been, hey, everybody tried it and the reality is it's still very human driven. So somebody needs to do all the legwork and, and voting on it doesn't really solve the issue. What, what have you observed uh, in that space? Uh, well, I think my mind is pretty biased towards VC3 here. Uh because I've been working very closely with them for the last four months. And I really like the way they they were able to make a VC DAO uh, work both as, as a DAO and without losing where they're coming from as VCs. Uh, they're all Kaufman Fellows. That's the membership criteria of VC3. It's a DAO for Kaufman Fellows uh, alumni. Uh, and well, they... They're using our polygamy framework, so they are not uh, directly uh, the same way other VC DAOs might be. I haven't had contact with many. Uh, I've come from a background of way more uh, builder DAOs than anything else uh, during uh, the time I've been helping uh, DAOs to be built. It's mostly builder DAOs instead of VCs, but uh, in VC3, uh, I think they're super lucky. and I mean, not lucky, it's the, literally the criteria, but they're all very experienced VCs, right? They all run their funds and uh, the way they work there, uh, doing the diligence together, bringing the deal flow. I think the biggest thing in there is having the fund detached uh, uh, legally from the DAO. So they have the two, uh, two structures in separate with, uh, with some agreements and relationships between the two legal structures. Uh, I'm not sure what's the structure they're, they're running. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, we use uh, five or six different uh, legal uh, frameworks, depending on what would be better for each DAO, but they have- I see, I think that would be a great thing to expand on and probably touch on Lane's question. What are the legal frameworks for DAOs? How do you manage that? legal in real life contracting as opposed to smart contracts where is it the overlap or the options you're making those decisions the legal structure as a whole uh can change a lot here uh when we're talking about origami DAOs, uh we have a very 
a basic uh, generic structure here where you have the DAO and you have a fund. We're talking talking about uh, 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 VC DAOs here. It can also be a company uh, instead of a fund. So you have the DAO and you have the fund or company, any module. We would call those modules, can be multiple funds, multiple companies. Uh, each one of them is a module that will fit into the DAO. Uh, the DAO legal structure itself, it's normally either a Colorado co-op, uh, a Marshall Islands institution, or a Caymans. Uh, there are some others, but those are the ones we normally work more with. Uh, and the way we go uh, about the, the connections in the framework here is an exchange of tokens per carry. Uh, a deal where we where the DAO and the fund can exchange tokens per carry. So as the GP here uh, would be kind of the GP would be the DAO in a sense, uh, but not really because the DAO can't legally be the, the GP here. Uh, so there are some uh, workarounds as how to go about it. Uh, that would be definitely a, a question better answered by our legal team than by me, uh, but it's it's on that area. <laughs> uh, and the thing is being able to connect multiple things into the DAO. So if the DAO wants to have a relationship with a fund or with a company for profit share, uh, it we're, work with that uh, through deals between this uh, legal uh, this legal institution that the DAO uses, uh, being either a co-op or, uh, or a Marshall Islands. Uh, and uh, especially if it's a co-op, uh, it's it gets way more interesting when you start going co-op, right? I'm trying to keep it general here so it fits all models, but it just gets more interesting as you go to a co-op because now you can actually work with the tokens as the shares and moving them. I see someone talked about a co-op before here in chat. I'm not being able to read and talk at the same time right now. People, I'm sorry. Uh, did I answer it? Human. No, <laughs> yes, you did. Um, very good job, anyways. All right, Salio, we are right at time. Um, so let's do another breakout room. Uh, and uh, Zook, we always ask the same question in between breakout rooms, which is tell us the future, something you're excited by, what's coming down the pipe. So after this, after everybody has real networking, come back to ask you that question. Uh, a couple of housekeeping items for you. We do not, uh, oh, sorry, first it's uh, networking, not pitching. Please be respectful of that. Be kind to one another. And we don't do a full participant list. So if you meet somebody you want to connect with, swap details then and there, or join the Telegram group. It's a very lively um, community. Introduce yourself, ask for connections. Uh, Isla, you got a topic for folks to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of touched on a little bit in the chats, and we might pick it right out of there, which is um, any traditional businesses that would benefit from being a DAO? I know Zook's opinion is absolutely not, but uh, maybe you all have a different uh, view on, on that one subject matter. So I'll pop you into rooms now, and we'll see you back here in about 10 minutes. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully you guys met some interesting folks in there. Zook, as promised, please unmute yourself and tell us the future. What are you excited about? Round points for something the audience hasn't necessarily heard about before. Tell you the future. That's a big one. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of excited lately. I'm, I'm going to be like focusing on DAOs here, but I'm kind of excited on the idea of 
DAOs uh, working with. How can I? Give me one second. Let me let me formulate this so it it doesn't make zero sense when I say it. Uh, okay. I'm I'm excited about an idea I heard recently uh, of builder DAOs uh, working with AI coder like a, a programming through the AI where the DAO of builders is not necessarily everyone building but everyone voting what what way should the AI build. So instead of the DAO uh, choosing together what to do and who's going to do it, the DAO might be able to choose together uh, what's the direction the AI that it's controlling should be going towards while it builds. It doesn't make a lot of sense why we are on chat GP, where we are on GPT-3, uh, but as we move forward to GPT-4, uh, that starts making a bit more sense uh, and then we're going to be able to actually test if it like okay this is something viable or not does it make any sense uh, is this something big that's going to change how DAOs and programming work I don't think so it's just something exciting to imagine a group of people together controlling an AI and saying hey this is the code we want for this product well I mean I think this app that we're using we're here on this DAO uh, that is all users of this application, and we're here voting because we. I want this new feature, and maybe uh, as we vote, it just changes. Uh, okay. This is a future I'd like to live in, where we can just vote together to change things quickly. Interesting. All right, so somewhere at the intersection of uh, DAOs and AI, and using the DAO structure to provide a little bit of direction for AI uh, training. That's pretty cool. Well, Ms. Ayla, do you want to uh, flash up the housekeeping slide here again? Yeah. Folks, another topic. Absolutely. So I'll pop you back into rooms now. Had a different one, but now that we started talking about AI and DAOs, that's a really interesting kind of subject matter. Uh, at what point can not only we not have responsibility for voting, but the group, but also an AI kind of participate in that process? Um, I'll pop you into rooms now and. I'll discuss uh, the future, how we're all not going to make any decisions and somebody else will run it for us. All right, folks, welcome back. We're going to do a couple quick wrap-up items to get you out of here right on time. So next week, how to inherit crypto. Fascinating. Taxes and estate planning as it pertains to crypto. A real problem for people that are buying holdings since, like, you know, 10 cents for Bitcoin. Uh, Diffuse tab, if you like this, uh, we do in-person versions of this. March 15th is the next one, aka today in Chicago, uh, hosted by Adam. And then April 19th in San Diego with Mr. Robert Mowry. Do join the Telegram group. Um, introduce yourself. The great group is great for networking and making, making connections. Uh, Zook, do you want to unmute yourself and plug whatever you want? How can people find you, uh, your company, origami, all of that? Uh, yeah, well, thank you first for inviting me. Uh, thanks for Scott for telling me about uh diffuse i had no i'm not uh a very experienced person in the investment world so everything on that area is new and exciting uh i'm zug was a pleasure speaking a little bit of dows with you guys if you have interested in decentralization for any of the things you're building uh make sure to reach out for origami i'm sure johnny uh that is our our first touch point here will Love to look what you're what you're going for and tell you the best way for it. 
uh, either that is with us or not. So <laughs> look forward to working decentralization with some of you guys in the future. Good deal. Awesome. Uh, Ayla, any talking points that I should have touched on? Well, except for the fact that uh, tonight there's good stuff happening in Chicago. And later this month, we'll have another one in LA, uh, where again, you'll get a chance to chat with folks from this ecosystem. Um, if you want any information about these events, they'll also be in the newsletter that goes out uh, tomorrow morning, first thing. Amazing. Zook, thank you very much for your sage wisdom. And everybody else, thanks for showing up. Uh, community doesn't work without a community. So always a pleasure. And we will see you same time in just under a week. Until then, have a great time. That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.